0: This is Fathering Episode Three with Tom Leonard. Well, Tom, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Great, Mark. Thanks. Uh, thanks for inviting me on. It's
1: it's great to be here and be with you.
0: <laughs> well, so naturally since I started a podcast about being a dad and how to raise your kids in, in, you know, following Jesus naturally, I would eventually come to the man who the father of my wife. (laughs) (laughs) So my wife, Brittany is your first child. Yes. Um, And then you have a son, Kenny, how old is he now? I believe Kenny is 22.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: That sounds right.
1: That's right. Cause there's we're 23. No, he's coming up on his 23rd birthday.
0: Okay. Well, today's going to be a really interesting conversation because I already know a lot about your story, but I'm sure there's a lot of things that mm. I didn't even realize. How old were you when
1: you, when you became a dad? Let's see. Um, Brittany was born in 1991. I was born in 61. So that would make me 30. Okay. When, so I, when you, Brittany was born. You were about my age then when yeah. you, Wow. Were you ready to be a dad when that happened? I was. I was. Uh, My wife, Brenda, and I um, had been married for a number of years. Um, I I had wanted to get through seminary, and so we wanted to hold off having children until I got through my seminary, and, and then that stretched into another year or two. After seminary, when got into church planting and, and starting mm. a new congregation, but the biological clocks were ticking, so we <laughs> we thought you know we, we need we need to do this, and and both of us also had grown in our understanding of the biblical mandate, the biblical challenge to have children, to raise up godly children in this mm. ungodly world. You know, knowing that that is something that our Lord wants us to do, and and then we took that seriously. And of course, in our hearts, we also longed you know, to have a child and raise a child, share the love that, the, that God had given to us in mm-hmm. our lives, be able to share that now. And uh, what a joy, <laughs> what a joy it was. Well, so a detail I should probably share is you
0: are currently the, the pastor, lead pastor at Island Alliance Church in Stevensville, Maryland. That's correct. Um, and you have been as long as I've known you, because that's actually how I, how I met you and yeah, how I met Brittany. That's right. Was I got invited to your church. Yes.
1: And so how long have you been the pastor there? Um, since 2004. So pushing into the 17th year.
0: Mm. Yeah. Now, you weren't a pastor, though, when, when Brittany was first born. What were you doing?
1: No, actually, I was. Oh. Um, we were doing church planting. Starting a new congregation in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. It's north of Philadelphia.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Yeah. So, but you, I know you did a you did construction for a while. I did um, most of my early ministry. I, I worked jobs along with the ministry in order to, you know, uh, supplement my salary. Mm. Um, especially in those days, salaries were. We're a little bit low. Hmm. And, uh, of course, my dear wife Brenda worked as well those first years. And, and actually, after Brittany was born, after the first uh, couple of years, we made a commitment that if we had another child, that Brenda would not have to work
0: hmm.
1: and that she would stay home and be a stay-at-home mom. It took several years before we had our, our second child, Kenny. Uh, he was born in 1998. But Brenda was able to stay home at mm. that point uh, for a couple of years and and be a mom, you know, to to our newborn son and, and to Brittany, who was uh, seven years old at that point.
0: Yeah. Well, so, I mean, what was life like when you were both working? Like what?
1: How, how did you find time to be a dad? It was it was definitely challenging. It was a little bit chaotic um, being. In the ministry, it gave me a little bit more flexibility than a typical job Hmm. um, because you do make your own hours, uh, and as well, you do a lot of evening work. Um, And so I would sometimes watch Brittany during the day while Brenda was at work. But then we also had a a caregiver, a child caregiver, uh, live near us that I would bring her over and that went on for actually a couple of years. And, and so we missed some of those early years. Both yeah. Brenda and I missed some of those early years, although we tried to make as much time as possible. And again, as I said, the ministry gives us a little bit of flexibility that I was able to do that, probably less with Brenda because she was working full-time.
0: Is that something where looking back, you would maybe do things a little differently?
1: Oh, definitely. And, and we did. We made that commitment, and the next child, Kenny, uh, we, we did that differently. We tried to make as much time as possible, and especially for Brenda to be at home, you know, with a newborn and a, a baby. Uh, I'm sure it was very hard for Brenda, you know, after I guess it was six or eight weeks of maternity leave with Brittany to to go back off to a job and, and, and leave her at a daycare Uh, even though it was a neighbor close by small uh, group in their home it was still very difficult for her to to leave um, her firstborn baby Mm -hmm. our baby girl and um and so yeah we made that change she stayed at home with kenny of course then at during that time i had taken on a full-time job uh in construction and so i had to be gone most of the day. So there was a little bit of a role reversal there. Mm. Um, but then, you know, we, we just made the times when I did get home from work, uh, we made those times as most meaningful and special as we could. Yeah. Well, so, like, what does that look like? I mean, I know it was a while ago. Yeah. Well, one of the things that was central to our lives was our faith and our, our worship of God. We had a lot of, a lot of fun some things that we were constantly look, looking for. What are what are some things that we can do together as family, be focused on the Lord and enjoy that together, make mm-hmm. it fun, especially for the kids. And so we would play videos. Uh, Veggie Tales wasn't quite out yet until a little bit later, <laughs> uh, but there there was... The Donut Man? Yes. <laughs> Rob the Donut Man. And that was just great. And uh, the kids had a lot of those videos memorized. We enjoyed that. So videos, uh, we went to church, not just Sundays, but we had a Wednesday night service. And the church we were going to was very kid-friendly mm. and, and involved. Um, as, as a father, one of the special times in church is we danced. Mm. And that was something that our church did at that time. It, it wasn't... Uh, wasn't anything crazy, but uh, they they had dancing during the worship, and I uh, would take Brittany, and uh, and we would dance as father and daughter, mm. and that was a that was a beautiful thing. Like while the worship music was playing, yeah, like you guys would just be together and yep, oh. yep, you know, just doing the, you know, the two foot shuffle or you know nothing <laughs> nothing, uh, just enjoying that, and and then of course Kenny was young, but as he got a little bit older, he. He joined in that as well, mm. and and that was that was very very special. We had family devotions, which that can be a challenge especially <laughs> with children. I mean, you're dealing with children who are seven years apart, so their age span is different, attention span is different, and so we would try to keep them simple, keep them focused on the word, something specific that Jesus would share with us. But you know. We, we, tried to, we tried to do that. Is that We're,
0: like in the mornings each day? Or?
1: Typically in the evening because I would be up, up and out early mm. for my job. Um, it was also a special time during that time. Um, I actually would drop Brittany off to school. Mm. And so we would have a few minutes together on the car ride, you know, before I dropped her off at school. Mm. And, and that was special. And uh, just just have a few minutes alone with your daughter before her day started, before my day started. And, of course, we just tried to integrate the Lord into our lives in every way possible. Yeah, You know, talk about Him, sing songs. Brittany loved to sing, especially <laughs> when she was young. She loved to sing different songs and recite things, and, and, and we loved that. We just loved that. <laughs> so,
0: I mean, I know that you and your wife Brenda have— uh, you're really good at working together, and you guys have a a, a very strong relationship. And especially how you lead your kids. Um, but but as a as a dad, as the man of the house, you know the Bible talks about you know men leading their families. Like yes. what what were some things that you did? Maybe not on like the pastoral role, but like things that you did around the house to kind of you know lead your family spiritually.
1: Sure. You know, what, what the Lord says about life, about our lives, um, and integrate that into everyday life is so important. If we would talk about a neighbor, uh, something happening, we would say, well, you know, Jesus tells us to, to love our neighbor mm. as ourselves, so how can we love him? How can we love her? So, So integrating God's Word, the truth, and the principles of the Word, into our lives um, as much as possible because you know we want we we want our children to see that our faith is authentic Mm. it's not just something that we do on Sundays or Wednesday nights it's not just something that um, you know we read the Bible maybe in a devotion or we hear a sermon or or somebody shares something and and then we don't involve it in our lives the rest of the week and, and that's not an authentic faith. And, and children are smart. They see that. <laughs> and they learn from that. You know, there's an old saying, and I've used it myself, says that faith is more caught than taught. Mm-hmm. And there's, it's both. You know, We do have to teach our children in a formal way, but it's also caught in our lives. And if our lives are not authentic, then our children will see that. Mm-hmm. and um if if they're looking at our lives and they see that this isn't very important for my parents' life it must not be very important
0: yeah a prime example that i remember vividly is i'd be i'd be at your house visiting brittany while we were dating and uh you would get a text from the church prayer chain you know so and sos headed to the emergency room mm-hmm. and you would effectively call like a family meeting, "Hey, hey, can we all can we all gather in the kitchen real quick and and pray for this person?" yeah like that's something I caught. Hmm. There are prayer chains and people say, "Yeah, I'm praying, but you would actually stop everything. Hey, let's stop and let's pray for this person and that yeah, I'll never forget those hmm. moments when you did that
1: that's got to be a priority in our lives if we if we really believe in prayer, if we really believe that God can hear us hear our prayers and intervene and and work uh, as he tells us in his words he work in his word that he he works according to our prayers then we should involve that it should be central and uh, yeah it, it, again if it's not authentic if it's not important our children will see that mm-hmm. and uh, that that's a difficult balance as parents we all have failures we all have um Areas where we are not making things as important as they should be or priority, but it's a constant uh, reevaluation of our lives and seeing, you know, where am I falling down in this? Mm. You know, if they don't see us in the word first thing in the day, they don't see us praying, they don't see that as a priority in our lives, they're smart mm. and they're going to say, That's not really important. Why should it be important in my life?
0: That's cool, like so, so, like making your your quiet times your 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 personal Bible study, like making that visible to your kids,
1: absolutely, you know, not not doing it for that reason alone, but if our children wake up in the morning and they they see you're you're there having your devotions, you're in the word, hmm. and then you know they come and and we'll say, "Hey, let's have a quick prayer, let's pray and let let's ask God to give us a great day today, let hmm. us walk with him today." That's gonna. That's definitely going to impact them, hmm. and uh, it also shows our dependence on the Lord. You know? Yeah, and then of course, um, our discussion really is is not all about what I have done, what Brenda and and I have done, but it's it's not all on on us. I guess is what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. because we just depended desperately on the Lord. We know many godly families that. Whose faith and devotion was greater than ours, and yet their children did not embrace the faith. And you know, it's it's been a struggle and, and so we know it's by the grace of God. Hmm. And so that's something else that we did as parents is, is we prayed over our children. Uh, when it was just Brittany, we prayed over her a lot.
0: <laughs> what does that look like?
1: Well, when we would go to bed at night, uh, we, we taught them prayers, you know, age-appropriate, mm-hmm. and of course, as they're growing, and we would try to add to that. And, and the hope is, of course, that they would own their own prayer time and, and so on. But we would also uh, pray as they went off to sleep. We would just pray over them and ask God to watch over them and, and keep them and um, just, just pray that in their days ahead, their lives ahead, that that He would draw them and lead them and guide them and that they would have a heart to know Him
0: Hmm.
1: and follow Him in their lives. And we know that no matter what direction they went in, no matter what it was, that they would be successful because to have the Lord first in your life, regardless of what you do as an occupation— that's true success. That's true abundant life. If you are loving the Lord, following Him with all your heart, you know, that's what He desires for us. So we would pray that over them. We would also pray protection over them. One of the one of the phrases I use, and I think maybe it might be a phrase that the kids got sick of hearing from me, but we would say, you know, Lord, we pray the the covering of the blood of Jesus Christ over us to protect us and keep us, and you know i'm sure to some degree that was a prayer that they prayed by rote sometimes but when you think about it there's a lot of evil in this world hmm. a lot of evil a lot of bad a lot of darkness and so man we need the protection the covering of the blood of jesus christ in our lives not only as parents as adults but children as well children are vulnerable they're susceptible so so yes we would we would pray that over them mm.
0: You said something just before that last bit as a as a testament to how you how you led your kids. I asked Britt, what do you think your dad was good at like what wh- how, how is he a good dad in in terms of you know what we talk about here on the podcast and her exact quote was, "You could push a broom for the rest of your life, but if you love the Lord I'd be proud of you Mm-mm. that's that's something she remembers you saying to her <laughs> the fact that you say you were aiming." You know, you were you were trying to instill that in them, yeah. and then for her, she's been out of your house for. We've been married five years now. Yeah, it's probably been a long time since you said that to her, but she, but it stuck with her. So yeah. that's really cool.
1: It is, it is, and and love to say this that we are so proud of her and you uh, together, the two of you as uh, a godly couple and now godly parents mm-hmm. of a precious young girl, our little granddaughter Brooklyn, which is so. <laughs> thrilled with that it's uh, thrilling to see uh, you guys raising her in the same way mm-hmm. with, with that same love and that same care and that same nurture in the Lord um, I don't know if I if I said that specifically enough earlier that you know in in doing those things I, I mentioned it in terms of God's grace that we're just desperately dependent on God's grace but that grace, is expressed that grace is played out in just the love and the nurture of our children.
0: Hmm.
1: We loved our children. Um, we, we we expressed that to them in in every way we could, and uh, we said it verbally.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, my my son Kenny. I, I remember uh, still, you know, kissing him on the cheek or on the forehead. You know, when he was. Thirteen and perhaps even fourteen, and it would even be around when his friends were around. And uh, I thought maybe it would embarrass him, but it didn't seem to. I don't know whether his friends thought that was weird or not, but <laughs> I didn't really care. I just uh, wanted my son to know that I loved him, and uh, especially for a boy, because it seems like uh, boys, especially at that age, uh, have a, have difficulty uh, verbalizing their feelings mm. and their love. And, and we wanted our son to to be able to verbalize that as well. And uh, I, think he, he okay hmm. I think he did okay with that. I think he did okay with that. He still tells us that. He still tells us that he loves us. And uh, that's a thrill. Hmm. So it's the love and the nurture of the Lord in our lives. Yeah. So since
0: we're talking about Kenny now, you had a girl and then you had a boy. So naturally that was completely different, raising them. But then also being seven years apart, like were there things that you guys did, the ways that you parented Brittany, that you you threw them out the window when you had your second kid? Because seven years is a long time.
1: It is. We didn't want to wait that long, but uh, uh, Brenda actually had some difficulty getting pregnant, and uh, we we were glad that, that she finally did, and and we were very glad that you know we, that we had a boy. We knew that it was going to be a boy. Uh, I wouldn't say there was anything that we had to throw out the window, but we did have to make some adjustments. (laughs) A boy is completely different. A baby boy and, and a little toddler boy, completely different than a girl. Kenny was completely different than Brittany, just rough and tumble. He would go running back and forth, and he would like dive and roll onto the couch. And he was just very, very active. Whereas, you know, Brittany, as a girl, she was much more involved with activities and and uh, you know, toys and and things that she would work on and put together. Mm. But uh, Kenny was much more rough and tumble, and uh, so <laughs> it involved it involved some adjustment on our part. We we'd often said, "Boy, if we had a if we had a boy first, I'm not sure if we would have had any more children." <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's how we feel right now with with. With Brooklyn, <clears throat> whatever kids next has a some, some big shoes to fill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you have a boy, he will be very, very different. Um, mm. Just uh, and that, that's a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful thing.
0: Another thing that Britt had uh, a phrase that she used. Like when I asked her to describe what kind of dad you were to her, she used the phrase "a gentle but firm truth teller."
1: Um, what, what comes to mind when I say that? Well, with all children, th- there has to be a measure of discipline, right? Discipline has to be in the home. And by that, I don't just mean uh, physical discipline, but, but discipline in, in that um, there is authority in the home. And one of the things we taught our children from a very early age, both Brittany and then Kenny, is that God has given you to us and, and he has placed you in our care and he has given us authority over you. And so you have to obey us. We have the authority in God. You have to obey us. And even when you don't like it, even when, when you don't understand it, you have to obey us. Mm. And so discipline means that you, you enforce obedience, especially when they're young. And so you keep it firm and fun and friendly. Mm. That was three words that we used a lot. Firm in that, you know, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And, you know, if you did what is wrong, there's going to be consequences. Yeah. But you keep it friendly. you never discipline out of anger. You know, we don't, we don't yell. We don't scream. Mm. We, we try to speak firmly but also friendly because we're doing it in love. We're, we're yeah. speaking out of love. And then fun, you know when it's over it's over Hmm. and we go back to loving each other and having fun having a good time and and so that that was something that was something that i learned early on uh probably a combination out of you know parenting books we read a lot of uh dr dobson parenting books uh as i said we were we were desperate to to know what's the best way to raise children also learned that from the pastor uh, that we were under at the time, he had raised uh, a couple of kids, and and he had a lot of wisdom in that, and uh, it just made sense, and it worked, it worked. Um,
0: yeah, the when the fun part that you said, um, just I just immediately think of you know love keeps no record of wrongs, mm-hmm. and that that's probably got I I haven't been there yet I, <laughs> I I'm not there yet, but that's. That sounds like it's gotta be really difficult to, to be able to discipline your kids and, and then move on from it.
1: It can be difficult to find the, find the right balance. And of course that's, you know, that's where it comes back to the authenticity is like, God, I need your help in this because I don't know the best way to do it. I need your grace and your strength to be able to do this and to do it the way Jesus would do it. Mm-hmm. So when the kids were young, When they would do something wrong, do something that they shouldn't do, to make it fun but also keep it firm, we would say, like, no, no, no. That kind of became a joke, (laughs) you know, because if somebody was doing something wrong, we would say, no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) But especially when the kids were very young, they began to understand that there are boundaries, you know. And if you don't teach your children boundaries, you're you're setting them up for a lot of trouble, a lot of difficulty. There are boundaries in life. God has shown us that there's boundaries He's given up his word and shown us what's right what's wrong and so to keep it fun you you come up with things like that and it didn't have to be like that for each person they had come up with their own but to to keep it firm and not just dismiss when things are done wrong mm. right I've seen a lot of parents that uh, one of their children you know does something wrong like you know hits, hits a sibling, hits a brother or sister, and, you know, they kind of yell at both of them. It's like, well, that's not right. The one who who did the offense is the one that needs to be chastised and not both of them. Now, you can get to the bottom of it by asking questions. That's fine. But ultimately, you have to deal with the offense. But you, you keep it firm, but then you keep it friendly. And like you said, I like the way you said that, you know, love keeps no record of wrongs. So from that point on, you don't act angry at your child for what they did, because we have all failed, you know? Mm-hmm. All of us fail, and, and none of us want to be treated that way with, with our wrongs being kept in record. No. So we, we do. We move on, and, and then we just continue to love each other. That also displays what grace is about, mm. because if a child learns that from their parents, then they will be able to relate to God's grace, yeah. that even when I fail, repeatedly, that God's grace is there with fresh forgiveness, you know, fresh cleansing every day, every moment of every day. And, and so we, we tried to model that.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> it's been awesome having you on the podcast. Uh, before we go, I would love uh, to ask you if you would just say a quick prayer and, and pray over the, the dads that are
1: listening right now. You bet. Be, be honored to.
0: Awesome, let's pray.
1: Lord, I pray this for the dads that may listen to this, that they would take comfort, that they would take courage in the fact that you are the great father. All fatherhood comes from you and that we can start fresh every day. We can start fresh no matter how we think we perhaps have failed. Lord, you can teach us and you can lead us and show us what is the best way to lead our children. Give the fathers strength and the courage to lead with the spiritual authority that you've given us to show their families your grace and your love and your truth, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thanks for checking out this episode of Fathering with Tom Leonard. I hope you learned something that you can take with you into your parenting journey. As always, I'm Mark Dickey. Don't just keep your kids alive, but help them thrive. And we'll see you next time on Fathering.